Welcome to the Power Talk podcast with Reverend Matthew DeLeon. And finally, finally, <laughs> can you hear him laughing, listener? Friend, oh, family, can you finally hear after five weeks? How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing good. I can't tell you how good it feels to be back after the, a lengthy recovery. Yeah. You know, from yeah. just a little surgery. But even the littlest of surgeries... Uh, you know, it just requires time. It does. It does. Well, a listener like you, I'm glad he's back. Amen you know, to I, that. You know, I would nothing to take away from Lorenzo, Amanda, and Jaylene, no, and, and Sam. They were really good. But uh, it's always good to have Pastor Paul back, to hear his heart, to hear yeah. the wisdom. He is the apostle. He is the prophet. Uh, not self-appointed. No, God no, appointed. God appointed. Just want to make that disclaimer <laughs> that awesome men of God have, you know, just endowed him with that. And I just... Again, want to put that out there just for for clarity and for understanding. Amen. So when you hear this man talk, honestly, guys, it's the, it's it is so it's so good and so rich with Amen. revelation, so rich with understanding. Um, so take advantage of it, listener. Honestly, in all honesty, whatever he's saying from this point on, you know, guys, this this man has been prayer for five weeks. Amen. <laughs> he's I'm like a lion a in there. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's like a lion being in a cage and someone poking at him, That's and it. someone opened the door. Come he's on. ready to come out. So, so as you can hear him, he's ready to go, listener. <laughs> my pastor, let's dive into okay. the subject, my pastor. Let's do it. We're talking about perilous times. Yes. Perilous times, pastor. Yeah. You know, people are feeling the weight of this, pastor. They're feeling yeah. the weight of what that means. The struggle, the conflict, the constant uh, bombardment of the mind mm-hmm. and their soul, pastor. Yeah. And some people don't know what to do. No. Don't know what to say. It's overwhelming, Pastor. It is very overwhelming. And, you know, it's interesting because this passage in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 3, when Paul starts it off and he says that the Spirit, mm. the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, uh, some will depart from the faith. I'm sorry, he didn't say it in 2 Timothy. He said that in 1 Timothy 4, oh, like uh, verses 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. So he starts off by saying, so basically what Paul is trying to help us understand here, and he's actually telling it to Timothy, which is really important, by the way. Yeah, yes, yes. Is it uh, who he's telling it to. Mm-hmm. But he's saying that the unction of what I'm sharing right now is by direct order or direct unction mm. of the Holy Spirit. So mm. basically Paul's prophesying. Okay. And so the reason why it is important because a lot of times when you read it, mm. we just we look at it as like, oh yeah, that's what the end days are going to look like. That's yeah. what no, Paul's saying that when that moment comes, mm. this is it will look like this. Mm. And so what's happened is for hundreds of years of people reading this word, mm-hmm. they assume, wow, it's bad out there. This must be it. No. Paul's talking about in a time that doesn't exist, even though these things are happening during his time. Mm. But he's what he's trying to say is, is that it's about it, when this happens, yeah. it'll be this a hundred times multiplied. Wow, is what he's saying. And we're experiencing. Are you saying we're experiencing? And we're that? experiencing that now. Okay. We're experiencing way beyond what Paul ever had seen. And I want to emphasize something because you said the word spirit right at the beginning of this yes. of this conversation. Yes. And how, how important is that, Pastor? It is important because Paul was never one to do anything. He's one of the few of all the apostles mm-hmm. uh, 
that whatever he did, it had to be motivated and led by the Holy Spirit. I love that. And the word spirit in the scriptures, I'm looking at it right now in First mm-hmm. Timothy chapter 4, it's, is capitalized. It's capitalized. It's referring to the Holy Spirit. Yes. It's revealing to him, the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies, hypocrisy, and having their own conscience seared. Yes. As with a hot iron. Yes. And so here's why Paul's writing this now. Timothy originally was his original liaison. Mm -hmm. Okay, so his liaison. Basically, Timothy was one of his runners. Mm -hmm. And Paul would point and say, here, I want you to take this letter to this church, or I want you to go share this with this church. Mm -hmm. Well, now Timothy's actually the pastor at this time in Ephesus of the largest church ever in the New Testament. Mm Uh, that we know of in the New Testament. Yes. So he's pastoring an extra large church, mm-hmm. but yet he's a young minister. Wow. <laughs> so Paul obviously saw something amazing, mm. but Paul also knew that in these days, we're already seeing people depart from the faith. Wow. So Paul's talking about the church. Right. And he tells it to one of the youngest ministers that he has, who has one of the largest churches. Mm. So Paul's saying that even in the last day, in this time when it shows up, it's going to they're going to depart from the faith. So he's not talking about the world. Wow. He's talking about Timothy, protect the church from this. Pastor, it sounds like I'm deviating, but I'm not. How important is the apostolic position in the church? Timothy can hear from God, Pastor. Yeah. The people he's writing to can hear from God. Yeah. But the Apostle Paul is on another level. Yes. He's seen something warning his spiritual son. Yes. Pastor. And I'm thinking about this. You... This is why I told the listener, like a disclaimer, make sure you listen to our listeners. Amen. Because like the Apostle Paul, mm-hmm. you know, you've been endowed. Very much so. Hearing God on a clearer, more intimate, higher level, if you will, just as this Apostle Paul. Yes. Warning the church, helping the church, discerning, helping discern the church. You know That's what I'm saying? Right. So they're underst- he's, he's given a, a, a window into that called Holy Spirit, like you just pointed it, out. It is, and that's exactly what the Holy Spirit does. He, he, he gives them a window, and then he speaks through Paul. And so Paul begins to prophesy the rest of these verses in 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. But that apostolic anointing is really important because a lot of churches don't really have that apostolic covering. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's out of order not to, mm-hmm. but I'm saying is it's... It is, it's it's far more advantageous mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to have that apostolic covering over it. Yeah. And the reason is because the apostle mm-hmm. sees more and hears more mm-hmm. than just the the ministry gift of pastor. Because that office, again, let's talk about the office for mm-hmm. a second. I know we're talking about perilous times. No, and it is an extremely important office. But I want clarity for our listeners, pastor, yeah. regarding the apostolic, Yes. if I may. Yes. Because I want it too. But the apostolic is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. The disciples didn't become prophets. The disciples didn't become teachers or evangelists. They became apostles. Apostles. Leaders of the church. Yes. And it took Jesus, who was an apostle and a prophet and a pastor, because he was known as the shepherd. Teacher and evangelist. Teacher and evangelist. He was all of them. He was known as rabbi. He was a teacher. Mm-hmm. He was one of the few that encompassed all, all the offices. Yes, sir. Um, now, some people can. I'm not saying that they can't, sure. but you'll find that the apostolic 
office or the apostle, the office of the apostle, mm-hmm. for better words, for lack of better words, mm-hmm. it's the top of the food chain. Mm-hmm. First is Maybe apostle, as far as the overall mm-hmm. leadership of the church. fivefold ministry gifts mm-hmm. of the church. Mm-hmm. First comes apostles. Even apostle Paul said that. Yeah, then the prophets. First apostles, then prophets, then pastors, and it mm-hmm. and it follows that specific order mm-hmm. because Paul's saying that mm-hmm. that at the, that top mm-hmm. they see even more than the prophets do. The prophet they see more than the pastors do. And this is why the apostles, all apostles, end up at some point they are not necessarily pastors of churches, even though they can be. I'm not saying that they can't. But you'll find that a lot of them pioneer churches and then leave it under the care to to the the Timothys, which are other pastors, and yet they lead those pastors. Mm. So you'll find the apostles are above those pastors in a church. To me, it's like you give me a picture of the apostle shepherding pastors as the pastor shepherd people. That's exactly right. In in a way, the pastors are the disciples to those apostles yes. in a way. Yeah. And it's exactly what it is. And it's a proper order in which things, God has set up divine structure. Yes. And it's to me, to me, this mm-hmm. is just my point of view, but that's what's missing in the church right now. It is missing. We've heard a lot of prophets over the past five years, pastor. Yeah. And they missed it. No, no. No, nothing negative against them, but they've missed it, Pastor. Yeah, they have missed it on some of these. But, but the apostle could help them. The apostle could, because a lot of a lot. This is where we live in a world that doesn't really understand the word submission. Submission, yeah, submission. (laughs) Submission is a nasty, nasty word to the world, because everything in the world is geared towards always having my own rights, doing things my own way. And so what happens is, is that we, when you're told that you're under somebody, it's automatically comes with this idea of you're controlling me. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Mm-hmm. You're being led. Right. You're not being controlled. Right. To be controlled is means that you have no ability to move right. on your own. No, to be led, though, is to give you the structure and the direction so that way you don't have a pitfall. Exactly. So that way you don't fall into a deep hole. So what happens is we misunderstand this whole idea of submission. Submission, like I said, is in most people's minds is control. Mm -hmm. God's idea of submission is no being led so that way you don't hurt yourself. Right. And so this is where the apostles are able to lead the church. And that even includes those leaders within a church. Wow. And so this is why a a church that has an apostle over them, mm-hmm. you'll find that they fare even better because what happens is these apostles hear directions for the body of Christ, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of times a pastor hears direction for his sheep. Right. Why do you think people are, are intimidated with, with just thinking about, in my mind, I can hear people saying, why the apostle? Isn't isn't pastor enough? Mm-hmm. Maybe the intimidation is not the right word. Maybe it's bothersome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hearing that word apostle, like, yeah. do we need another leader in the church other than the pastor? You know, I think a lot of people are intimidated by the term apostle because when we read about apostles in scripture, mm-hmm. these guys worked at the highest level in the giftings, That's the right. prophetic, you name right. it, everything. That's right. So a lot of people have a hard time with the fact that we would still use that term, mm-hmm. but it's not a term. It's an office. <laughs> and so what happens is we like to put labels on things and we say, yeah. well, that's just the title of great men in the past. No, it's not. It's an office that still carries validity today. And we like to put expirations on things too, by the way. We do. We A lot of people, Pastor, and a lot of denominations, denominations, mind you, have said the apostles have been out. They're done. Yes. When they died, it died. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. They believe that that apostolic uh, secession basically once the last apostle died, that it all died, when in reality, it wasn't. It was a continuance that they left on with the next with the next leadership. And, and so, no, apostles still exist today. I know many. And again, it's not a bad word. It's simply God's perfect and divine structure. That sounds beautiful. That's and so I even see a lot of men that are actually in that apostolic position, but because they don't really understand it, yeah. they don't like to call themselves an apostle. They still call themselves a leader of an organization or a director of an org. No, you're not. You're an apostle. You're right. Something less intimidating. I'm a doc. Call me doctor. Yeah. Doctor or whatever. Right. You know. And it's unfortunate because what they're doing is they're denying the overall position and receiving it in their heart yeah. as something that God would give. And especially if they were blessed to be in that position. Yeah. So what a lot of people don't understand is, we're kind of, I know we're kind of getting off course here, but, mm. but remember, all of the offices mm -hmm. are called by God, yes. but all the offices are blessed and anointed and then accept but and acknowledged by men yeah 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 so a lot of people are self-appointed right so those are the ones that have heard the calling but there was no man there's no man there to recognize it exactly i love what ephesians calls them calls them a gift yeah to the body they're, of christ they're a gift to the body of christ and so we don't receive gifts really well whenever that gift comes with authority yeah when in reality, that's exactly why we should receive them as a gift, because that means that there's more pressure on them. That means there's more responsibility on them. Mm. They're not a gift because, you know, they're special. Right. They're a gift because God has anointed them to make sure that you're provided for spiritually, emotionally, and through the word. Well, there you go. You just said it. God's thinking about the man. He's thinking about man. He's thinking about man and women. He's thinking about his creation, He's Pastor. So when he created the fivefold ministry... There's no expiration date. No it's, expiration. It's offices and gifts yeah. for the body of Christ. Yes, it is. For the unity of the faith in Christ Jesus. And that's scripture. That's right. It's to bring us all into that unity. Why is that? Because, you know, and I, and I know we've kind of brought this up before, but the yeah. church by and large, they can be very spiritual, but there's a limitation mm -hmm. on what God will reveal to them because he gives it to the apostles and the prophets. So he has an order. Right, he has an order. So not just anybody can get what the apostle is hearing or the pastor is hearing or the prophet's right. hearing. Right. In fact, the way they hear it is through the fivefold ministry gift. When we, you said earlier, when we submit. When we submit, exactly. And so what happens is that's how you receive their reward. This is good. Yes. How yes. do you receive their reward? Yes. When you receive them as a gift yes. and what God is sharing through them. Yes. Now, I'm not saying that they don't make mistakes or maybe they may be a little bit off on their so-called revelation of the word sometimes. Maybe right. they missed it. Right. But you're going to find that a lot of the deep, deep things of God, yeah. the depth of God, things that you don't normally hear when you read your Bible. I'm not talking you, but I'm talking the church in yeah, general, yes, yes, that they don't yes. really get when they read the Bible. Yeah. It comes through these offices. Now, now we can go ahead and talk about 1 Timothy 4, Pastor, because mm -hmm. we've got such clarity. Yes. Now the Spirit expressly says... Now, but the Apostle Paul is saying, Timothy, I know you didn't hear this, mm -hmm. but I did. Right. And this is what the Spirit of God is saying. Yes. This is what the Spirit of God is saying. Now, this is awesome. If Timothy has the right heart, 
He'll receive Boom. it as if he heard it from God. Now, he's not saying Paul's yes. God, yeah. but but the God yes. spoke through Paul. So he's saying, yes. now I hear it. Yes. So now, Timothy, if he really believes in Paul as the apostle and, yes. receive, yes. and he can hear from God clearly yes. through Paul, yeah. what he'll do is he'll relay that same message with the same impact yes. that Paul gave it to him. Exactly, because the Spirit of God is speaking because the latter times, like it says, Will people depart from the faith? Yes. This is a warning. Yes. This is a warning, a declaration that these things will happen and you mm -hmm. cannot detour from this. That's right. And so now this is how the yes. word of God gets out yes, is that people receive it because we know in this latter day that the church is going to depart. So now here we go. Yes, sir. So Paul speaks it through the spirit. Yes, sir. If Timothy's heart is open and right to receive it, he'll hear it now mm -hmm. through Paul, mm -hmm. even though it's from God. Yeah. So he hears it from God through Paul. Mm -hmm. Now he receives it. And now if the church's heart is right, mm -hmm. they'll hear it from Timothy. Uh, they'll hear it, uh, uh, hear it from God through Timothy. Right as the pastor of this church. The same way that the Apostle Paul received it. Uh-huh, the same way Apostle Paul received it, Timothy now receives it, and now we receive Now the church receives it. it. Yes. Yeah, so remember, a lot of times wow. by the time the word gets to the church, sometimes it's not heard firsthand. Exactly. Sometimes it's been through a couple of uh, channels before it gets there. And if, it, if it's received correctly, it won't be watered down. It won't be watered down if your heart's right. And if you can accept that and receive that instruction or that delivery of that word and also submit to that authority. Um, you know, you're hitting submit a lot there. I believe that's a key word for a lot of us. Submit is very, is very important right now, Pastor. Very much so. And so I believe that this is why Timothy's church was growing, not because Timothy was necessarily a great pastor. Yeah. Because even Paul even told him on a couple of different occasions, don't let people look down upon you because you're young. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Timothy, people will depart from the faith. So you're seeing people leave, exactly. but it's going to get worse in the last day. And, and don't be discouraged by that. Don't be discouraged by it. And, you know, and, and so there was a few things that Paul would instruct Timothy on personally yeah. because he was young. But his church didn't grow because he was young and a fiery preacher or anything like that. No. It was because Timothy was submitted to that order and that structure. And his submissiveness brought ability to receive. I believe so. It brought his ability to receive. And if he taught his people well, they'll receive it too. Wow. And so Timothy was just Timothy was just a human recorder. Yeah. Even though he was their pastor, mm -hmm. he was still a human recorder. So he would receive word from Paul, yes. and God would probably basically expand the message to Timothy so he could give more to the people. Called Revelation. Yep, it's called Revelation. And so that's what that's pastors beautiful. are for. They can that's give out beautiful. that word and, and literally give revelation to the church. But it was all based off that apostle's word. It, it, from God. Exactly. And I want to go back to the word submission, if I can, Pastor. It means yielding to a superior authority. Yeah. We yes. all have a superior authority. We do. And it's first, it's always God. Amen to that. And even the that. apostle, if he's a quality, God-fearing, yeah. humble individual, yeah. he's submitting to it, to a, uh, to the, uh, uh, and in, yeah, I mean, the, the God, the creator of yeah. all things. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing inferior about him. Yeah. And the good thing is I love what Jesus brought pastor was clarity on who God is. He's our father. He's our father. I mean, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And the Apostle Paul understood that. The Apostle Paul understood that. Yes, he did. And it's interesting. So Paul goes on to say that the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that almost reflects and resembles the very first verse in chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, okay. where Paul almost really restates it again. He oh, says, yeah. but know this. And remember, this is, why is he saying it again? One, this is the second letter. Yeah, so there's time. Years have passed. Mm -hmm. Time has passed. Time has passed, and he's almost on repeat again. Yeah. Slightly different, but very much the I same. I didn't catch that. Yeah, you're right. That's good. So he says that in the last days, perilous times will come. So it's really interesting because here we are. Paul is basically saying that, look, these times are going to come. Uh -huh. And when they do, understand, it won't, it'll be in the last days. It'll be similar to what you're seeing, Timothy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it won't be, it's not right now. It's in the last of the last days is what he's actually saying. You know, Pastor, I'm most intrigued by, and I know our listeners haven't gone there yet, but the detail, yeah. he was he wasn't vague in right. First Timothy, but he there was some vagueness to it. Yes. Pastor, there's more clarity as to who and what and how Yeah. in chapter 3 yep. of Second Timothy. That's right. And mind you, Pastor, this is the Apostle Paul's last letter before he's beheaded. Yeah, it is. And he's still talking with such clarity and such faithfulness. He's not, he's not afraid of dying. Not afraid at all. And this is what he's writing? That's right. And this is what he's writing. And so he's re, he's almost kind of respilling, but he's even given some extra detail that he didn't say necessarily in the yes. first one. Yes. And it's still from the Spirit of the Lord. It's still prophetic utterance. Yes. Because, again, Paul's not living in this moment that he's preaching about. That's why he says, in the last days. So he brought T Timothy's like, thank you, Lord. Okay. Right. This is not my time. Yeah, you're seeing these things happen. But when this time happens, yes. it'll be at an elevated level. Yes, sir. Yes. It'll be ex far exceedingly greater than what it is right now. And this is why when he says, know this, this word know is interesting because it's the word in the Greek. Yeah. Uh, where the word gnosis, uh, which means to know something uh, basically he's talking about emphatically uh and with certainty this will happen he's saying without, without, a, doubt. without, without a, doubt. a doubt without a doubt this is what happened yes and so this no here is in the tense that you can bet beyond all shadow of doubt this is going to happen take it to the bank Take it to the bank. That's exactly it. And so he's basically making a strong, strong point. Know this, Timothy. Know this with all your heart. Get it deep into your soul that in the last of the last days, perilous times will come. Wow. And so Paul's giving a prophetic word here, and he's wanting P Timothy to relay this message to his church. And so... Um, this word gnosis is extremely important because, again, it carries with it a little different mentality than just knowing something. Mm -hmm. It's an emphatic knowing. Yes. And so it's interesting because the word last, it says, know this, that in the last days. Well, the word last here is eschatos. Okay. And it's the ultimate end of a thing or the extreme end. Basically in classical Greek, as I studied in classical Greek literature, it depicts a place furthest away, such as the very ends of the earth. Mm -hmm. In navigational terms, it's described as the final port or last stopping off from a journey. Something that is final, the very end, where we get the word eschatology from, which is the study of the end times. Mm -hmm. And so basically, Paul is saying, no, this isn't the last day. Yeah. In other words, 
it's an end, but it'll begin again. Mm -hmm. You see, usually when you say, oh, today's ended, yeah. we know that tomorrow will begin a new day. Yes. So even though the day ended, it didn't, as we know it, days are not ending though. Right, 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 right. Paul's saying, no, the last of the days. He's saying, we're going to come to where these days end. He's saying, this is the farthest point that you can reach. So is that what we're experiencing? We, we talked about yes. beginning the podcast, Pastor. Yes. Coming full circle. The pressure, mm -hmm. the the onslaught of confusion, yeah. right, Pastor? The fears, mm -hmm. all these different things have been tormenting people and on scale, on a scale so high right now. Huge, huge. They're tormented big time because we're seeing these last mm -hmm. days begin to play itself out. And like I said, Paul is saying, know this. Get this deep in your soul and in your mind and in your heart. Know this. And what's amazing when he's prophesying this, mm -hmm. He's speaking to me and you. Right. He's speaking to the church. Right. That's why we know in 1 Timothy, 4, uh, Timothy, he was telling us that some will depart from the faith. Well, who's only a part of the faith? Right. The church. Right. He's still speaking to the church. Pastor, is there comfort in this, knowing this information? There is comfort because, if it, it, you know, of course, we won't be able to get through it today. <laughs> Pastor, we're really almost 25 minutes into right. this. Right, we're already 25 minutes. But, but he gives us the comfort to help us understand how to be aware of it. So the awareness is the comfort. Right. So that way we're not caught off guard by it. Okay. And, and, and here, here's what we haven't talked about. But the whole gist of everything that he's talking about that's going to take okay. place in these last days, okay. here's the number one factor why he's sharing it. He mentions this 11 times in this passage of Scripture, and it's the word truth. Okay. And it's interesting because when he mentions the word truth, he never mentions them in a passing sense. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't say, hey, yeah, tomorrow I'll come and see you. And that's the truth. Yes. Okay. No, he wasn't mentioning it in a passing sense. Like, hey, I'm just shooting the breeze with you to make a point. No, he's saying that when he would use the word truth. In fact, he used multiple different scriptures in Timothy. Let me give you an example. Yeah. In 1 Timothy 3, mm -hmm. to prove the point, he says, But if I'm delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God. So he's talking about the house of God. Remember, this is yes. all about the church, and yet he's expressing the last days yes. or latter times. Yes. And he says, which is the church of the living God, yes. the pillars and the ground of all truth. He's saying it's all the pillars and everything that's hung on that the church hangs on is truth. Truth. Then he goes on to say okay. in First Timothy, well, and I went forward a little bit, but if you go back, First Timothy 2 4, he says, Who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. truth. The reason he says that is because if you read what takes place in second in First Timothy chapter four, yes. he tells about the situations that are yes. coming. Yes. If you go to Second Timothy chapter three mm -hmm. and read about those after verse one where it says in in the last days perilous times will come, yes. he talks about how they fall away from truth. Yes. They have a form of godliness, but deny no, the power not. thereof. So he's talking about truth all throughout Timothy, basically saying church. The, basically, the long and short of it is church, be extremely aware that the whole goal of the last days is that the enemy is going to use everything possible to steer us away from truth. Wow. You know, we always talk about deception because we read Matthew 24, which we know that in Matthew 24, mm -hmm. the things that are going to come on. Right. I spoke on a message called uh, Things Are Changing mm -hmm. back last year. Yeah. And it was based off Matthew 24. Mm -hmm. 
Well, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and 1 Timothy also that we read out of, mm-hmm. when he's talking about the latter days, yeah. there's a similarity, but there's one difference. Mm-hmm. In Matthew 24, Jesus is talking about the deception that we're going to see the whole world involved in. Okay. In in 2 Timothy and 1 Timothy, yes. it's about the truth that the world's go- that the church is going to struggle with. Okay. So one is about the whole world yeah. is going to be affected by it. Yeah. And in 2 Timothy, it's the church is going to be affected. Wow. So Timothy, Paul's wanting to make sure that, look, as a pastor of the largest church in the world right now, yeah. be careful. you got to protect the church from these things because the one thing that's going to be de- tried to be defeated is truth. Wow. It's truth. Wow. And so Paul goes into this big old spill about all the different things that are going to happen to defeat truth. Wow, and kind of long and short, if I may, Pastor, yes, in, go ver- for it. in verse 5, and from such people turn away. And why does he say turn away? We always think, well, if we love people, we wouldn't turn away. I think we've talked about this a hundred times. Yeah, but, but we, we can still talk about it, and that would be another podcast. That would last ten podcasts. And I don't think we can express it enough. That's why. I really don't. I don't think we can get Christians to think. I can't believe how many Christians continue to hang around the same old lifestyles of people, the same old friends that don't live righteous. I'm not saying not to be friends with them enough to to get them saved. But don't hang out and participate in their lifestyles. Exactly. And Pastor, we can't be afraid. This apostle, Mm -hmm. this apostle, handwriting this last letter of his, is saying, Turn away, and from such people, turn away. We got to turn away. Uh, we're not we're not denying them as individuals who need an opportunity for Christ. No, we're that. denying yes, to them their opportunity to bring their false lies exactly. to defeat the truth that we live. And to me, your absence from those people would automatically should wake them up. Should wake them up. How come they don't hang out with us no more? That's right. The goal is to get them into your world, not you to go into their world. Exactly. Because according to Scripture, they're no longer in the truth, Pastor. Right. This is the whole premise of what you're talking about, is this truth. Yes. And the knowing of this truth, according to what Jesus said, will set us free. That's exactly right. And we know in Romans 1, it says that they will suppress the truth for the lie. This is it. This is it. The same author. The same author of Romans chapter 1, where he was talking about in the he was talking about a time would come. And people would turn from the truth, and they would suppress it and accept and receive the lie. So Paul's rewriting this over and over, but to Timothy, he really stressed it simply because he had the largest church. Exactly. And Pastor, going back, referencing to Romans chapter 1, you said people will suppress the truth. What people? Uh, the people the the people that live worldly will come in and try to suppress the truth and get you to believe the lie. And we're seeing that today uh-huh. from the movie stars and yep. trying to suppress that truth. Yep. And this is why many will fall away. Even Matthew 24, Jesus did say many would fall away. Wow. Timothy, Paul tells Timothy the same thing. Many will fall away. And, and they, those people who are falling away are also the ones who are suppressing the truth. Watch what he says in 2 Timothy 4.4 4, yeah. after 2 Timothy chapter 3 because yeah. he's still talking about truth. Yeah. And he says, and they will turn their ears away from the truth that, yeah, there it is. and be turned aside to fables. So in other words, they're going to believe stuff that's not true by giving up the truth. And he says that in 2 Timothy 4.4. 4. They're going to believe fables instead. 
Instead of the truth, they're going to believe fables. So this is the point. Yeah. And Paul's is stressing over and over. Like I said, 11 times he uses that word truth yes. in his dissertation, in yes. his letters yes. to Timothy. And every time he said it, it was in the present. This is what's going on right now with truth. Deal with truth now. He didn't say it as in a passing tense like, hey, right. you know, people eventually going to give up on truth. No, he's saying truth exactly. right now. Again, that word spirit and in, in, uh, sorry, First Timothy chapter 1 that is capitalized. Now, it's interesting. It says here they're going to believe deceiving spirits. Yes. And that's not capitalized. Nope. They're deceiving spirits, they're pastor. Deceiving spirits. With doctrines of demons. Mm-hmm. And referencing back to what you just said in 2 Timothy 4.4. Right. And that's where we're living. We're living, people, this is Christians, by the way, he's talking to. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to Timothy again. Let's say one last time. He's talking to Timothy who has to go teach and minister to his people, which was one of the largest churches. Exactly. It's Christians we're talking to. Let's make this personal real quick, Pastor, as we get ready to close here. Yes. If we're feeling the oppression, we're feeling these different things, could it be partly because we're having a hard time abiding to the full truth, we're abi- having a hard time abiding. Yeah, yes, it, 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 because if we're not abiding by the truth, the full truth, then there's no joy. If we're not abiding by the full truth, Pastor, we get Man. it. There's it's heavy oppression. We get this. We get we, we're experiencing the. Future. There's a lot of pressure. There is, but the you just mentioned it on this past Sunday it was an awesome message. But the closer you get to God, the more enjoyable life should be. Mm-hmm. Yep. In, in what you're saying is completely right. What's creating a lot of that oppression and yeah, what are we listening that, to that's, that's causing it. it? That's it. Okay. So why do people who are Christians who say they believe in God's word, but let's say, and again, I know we use this one a lot too. Yeah. How many people do we know will start drinking? Yes, we have. Okay. okay. Now I'm not saying that they're necessarily getting drunk all the time, mm-hmm. but let's just say drinking. But how many times do they go to the Lord and ask Him if it's okay? But yet, they'll tell you, well, I don't believe that it's wrong. Okay, we didn't ask if you believe it. We asked, what did God tell you? Well, Or what about, I don't know, how many times do people get tattoos? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not saying saying you're going to go to hell, but uh, most tattoos are worldly. Mm -hmm. They come from a worldly place to begin with. They were a worldly sign to the world of what kind of world you used to live in. It was a worldly idea. It was a worldly idea to begin with. You're marking yourself. So so again, again, I'm not saying you're going to go to hell for it. But how many people will sit and make excuses and things like that? And they just say, well, I just don't believe it. Okay, again, you're telling me what you think. And see, this is what Timothy's talking about. The reason why these doctrines of demons are able to get in there is because people are starting to do things that that in their brain, their mind, that they believe. And watch this, because we know in uh, Corinthians, it says that they will lift, that the, 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 the knowledge of God... Yeah. Oh, how, how does it say that? Um, that they, oh man, I don't want to mis, misinterpret it because yeah. this is a really good scripture yeah. that goes right along with what I'm going to say. That they have the, oh, I, I even had it. Down. It was not the depraved mind, was it? No. Okay. No, no. Let me. Uh, yeah, go for it, Pastor. Okay, let me see here. I've got it right here. Okay. okay. Here we go. Uh, in verses four and five of of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 okay. and it says for though we walk in the flesh let's verse 3 we we do not war according to the flesh okay so Paul's saying that there's a natural war that we all deal with in the flesh yeah 
But if you understand that it's not just flesh that you're dealing with, you're dealing with a real demonic strategy that yeah. Satan's trying to work on yes. you right now. So watch this. He says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for pulling down a strongholds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, he's saying, so when you start to feel these pools and these tugs, mm -hmm. which are probably going to be demonic, spiritual, that's what we're talking about. God's given you spiritual weapons to pull them down. So watch this. He says they're for pulling down strongholds. Mm -hmm. Now watch. He mm -hmm. says what strongholds are. Yes, he does. Casting down arguments. Mm -hmm. Well, where do arguments start from? In the mind. The mind. He says, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge, knowledge of, of God. God and bringing down every thought. thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and ready to punish all disobedience. Okay, so he's saying, I've given you all of the spiritual weapons you need for the lies that you're yeah. hearing, yeah. but if you'll ask me instead right. and use those spiritual weapons right. before you make a move on anything, right. you won't be defeated and be oppressed later on. You won't feel that weight and that pressure that you keep saying you feel. Exactly. So how many times do we see people say, well, I don't see there's anything wrong. Okay, I didn't ask you if you think or what you feel or what you believe. What did God tell you and did you go pray it through? Mm. I don't care if if all's, if it was just yeah. eating too much candy. Right. Yeah, it won't take you to hell. You might go to the grave early, but you won't go to hell. Yeah, that's right. But did you go ask God, hey God, is it really healthy for me to eat a lot of candy and nothing healthy? Mm -hmm. God's going to probably tell you the right thing to do. And chances are, he's already telling you. He's probably already telling you. We don't have you. to ask that, to be honest with you, Pastor. I think right. we feel that conviction of our body's telling us, number one, mm -hmm. we're feeling we're feeling diabetic symptoms, right? Yes. And that's our body. That's our body. That's not necessarily God telling us, but that's our body saying, hey, shut it down. Shut it down. That's enough. But God gives that because that becomes a spiritual weapon for us to ask Him. Yes, sir. And so when we don't ask Him, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. In the last days... And in these latter times, mm -hmm. in these perilous times, mm -hmm. we're going to be easily tossed to and fro mm -hmm. because we're gonna uh, we're gonna lift up our personal knowledge, mm -hmm. according to Second Corinthians, against the knowledge, knowledge of, of God. God. And so, how are we gonna defeat it? When we hear that word, could be from Satan, could be just our own bad thinking. Mm -hmm. But either way, they're both might be working together. Yeah. And we need to make sure that our knowledge doesn't supersede God's knowledge. And so we need to use our spiritual warfare in these last days wow. so we live according to truth. That is so good. So that, is. that is so good, my pastor. Is. is that how you want to... Should we close? I think that's perfect. I think that did it right there. All I want to say is this, listener. I can never tell you enough. Mm -hmm. Paul couldn't stress it enough. Yeah. He couldn't write enough letters to all of the people that were under him to tell them how valuable truth is in the last day. In the last day, there's yeah. nothing greater than truth. Never let it go. Never stop living according to truth. And if you do, you'll live spiritual. You'll live a spiritual life always with your spiritual weapons ready yeah. for anything that will become a stronghold. And you'll never succumb to any to lies or deceptions. Wow. There you have there you have it, listener. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, honestly, this was so deep and so rich with wisdom and revelation. Amen. And I pray, listener, not only were you listening to this on your way to work or you're actually probably at work listening to this, but listen to it again and re-listen to it again. This is life-changing, life-rearranging truth. Honestly, share it with your friends. Yes. Share it with people yes. because this is the season that we're living in. Do not be overwhelmed. Do not feel like you don't have an answer for what you're experiencing. You have the knowledge of God. Like Pastor Paul has been emphasizing, we have truth. 
Yes. This is the truth he's talking about. So, listener, enjoy these next podcasts right now because this year we're going to go out with a bang. Amen. I'm telling you, we're prophesying that. We're going to go out with a bang on these new pod, on these podcasts, and you're going to be tremendously blessed. And we're, we're believing for breakthroughs for every single one of you. And just walls are coming down in your life in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you so much for listening. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can listen on Spotify or download the Powerhouse Church app. If you would like to comment, need prayer, or want more information, contact us at powerhousechurch.us.